0: soundly. So, right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleeppod today. All right, I want to start off this episode by quizzing you real quick. Of the three following options I'm about to share with you, which one do you think is the best and most efficient for growing your email list and bringing a high quality lead into your ecosystem. So I'm gonna give you three options right now. Number one, telling people to subscribe to your newsletter. Number two, offering a lead magnet or a downloadable to have people subscribe to your list. Or number three, having people participate in a quiz that matches with a goal or need they might have. Which one, number one, number two, or number three? If you've guessed number three, then you're in the right place because, well, you just kind of probably inferred that because of the title of this episode, but (laughs) this is definitely one of the best ways, if not the best way right now to grow your email list. So if you're at all interested in growing your email list and not just growing it quickly, but more importantly, growing it with quality leads and based on people's answers of these quizzes, the ability to take people on a journey that relates to those answers There's just so much great opportunity here. And today, I'm very stoked to welcome in somebody who I met in person last year who demoed me a software that blew my mind, one that I'm actually diving into right now. It's called Outgrow. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash Outgrow, that is my affiliate link. But make sure you listen to the episode. You don't have to go there now. But we're gonna have a conversation with Randy about why quizzes are important how to use them, the different use cases, and you'll hear my brains turning. You'll hear the gears. It's like, that's what my gears sound like. You'll hear that here in this episode as we just go back and forth and talk about different ideas. And I guarantee you by the end of this you're gonna get inspired to create a quiz, whether it's a simple quiz or a more complicated calculator type thing, which you can do too, and you're gonna see the different use cases, how it might be useful for you, and I guarantee you're gonna wanna do it too. So again, check it out if you want to now, smartpassiveincome.com slash outgrow, or wait till the end. But either way, thanks for being here, let's do this.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap
0: the benefits later. And now your host, he was once in a Quake 2 clan, which is a video game. Yes, a video game clan. Pat Flynn. What's up everybody, Pat Flynn here, and welcome to session 439 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Pat Flynn, I'm here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And one way to help us, by helping others, is to create a quiz or a calculator that gives people answers and direction so that we can take them further on that journey. It is much more attractive than just saying, hey, please subscribe to my list, because you know what that actually is code for? Hey, let me send you more emails and people don't necessarily want more emails, or they don't know they want those emails yet until they're in there, which is why we need to bring them in further and more uh, likely with something else. A lead magnet works pretty well, a PDF file or some sort of downloadable. However, the best thing working right now are quizzes and calculators and excuses for people to interact with you to then pull information and give you their email address to get support. Check it out. You're gonna hear from Randy from Outgrow, Co. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash outgrow, you'll be able to check out that tool right now. You're going to be blown away. Listen in. Here we go. Hey, Randy, welcome to the Smart Passive Income podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for
1: having me. It's great to be here.
0: I'm excited because we're going to be talking about something that has been around for a while, but I think entrepreneurs and, uh, and business owners are finally catching on to just how valuable inserting quizzes is into their brand can be. And I'd love for you to speak a little bit about, you know, what quizzes are and the different use cases for them. And then we'll dive deeper from there, if you don't mind.
1: Sure, yeah. So the way I like to think about quizzes is kind of, you know, at a high level, people usually just think of kind of a BuzzFeed quiz. And BuzzFeed is a great kind of example of how this can be engaging. But The the traditional what type of friends character are you or which Disney star are you is only a small example of what quizzes can be. And the way we like to think about them are it's kind of more like an interactive tool or a personalized recommendation. So you can kind of lead people down a certain flow or a set of questions and then give them a very specific recommendation in terms of which plan they should get or which plan is most relevant to them what shirt best matches an outfit or the wardrobe they already have. And so the, the, the power of these interactive tools suddenly becomes much greater than a simple, basic quiz. And so that's kind of the way we like to think about what these can actually accomplish.
0: Yeah, I like, I like the idea of the quiz as sort of like a filtering process or, or or a way to guide people into something else. And, you know, the traditional way of guiding people across our website or within our brand is to just simply write a whole bunch of stuff and hope people will click on certain links depending on what they need help with. But a quiz is really cool because I think the big draw of a quiz is like, what's my answer going to be, right? Like, what, what, like, where am I going to end up? Which is why we want to know what Disney princess we are. Uh, right. Jasmine, for me, by the way. And then also, <laughs> you know, what friend's character, I'm definitely a, a, a Ross. But you can use this in your brand too. So y- even you and I and, and Zach over at uh, outgrow.co, we've discussed quizzes for the SPI brand. For example, hey, which podcasting equipment best fits your budget and then of course what might happen after that a person can go because they've been guided to there to click on an affiliate link for example or hey which part of the journey are you in and 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 what articles might be best helpful for you now too so hopefully this starts to give you a sense even immediately here for those of you listening how a quiz might insert itself into a part of your brand how would you suggest randy you know for for brands out there to know well where where do we even start with this how do we know what to even create a quiz about? Yeah.
1: That's actually a great question. And the way I like to think about it is you want to look at your funnel. Okay. So first just think about the top of the funnel, middle, bottom of the funnel, and then once you've acquired a user, how are you going to engage with them afterwards? So I like to separate out by category. And then I like to think about the questions people have at each stage. So when they're still like, they haven't even heard about you all the way down till they're they're a paid customer? What are the questions they have? Once you have a sense of all of of the questions people have, now you know how you can help them. And so let's say you are an email marketing tool and you want to figure out how people can better leverage email. So the first question you're going to want to think about is, okay, if the person is considering an email tool, Let me help them figure out, okay, based on their needs, the size of their audience, their budget, the types of emails they're going to be sending, um, what can they do, right? As you know, obviously, ConvertKit has the global snippet feature. So if someone says, oh, I do different webinars every week, and then I want to use the global snippet feature, then you're going to say, okay, well, this is a good tool for you. Whereas if they're coming in and they're saying, oh, I have a very specific use case in a certain industry and I need an email marketing tool that's HIPAA compliant or whatever. And then, and then you can send them to that right path. So I think that's the way to think about it if it's high level, top of the funnel. And then as you go down the funnel, you're, it can be much more specific, like an ROI calculator or a um, specific recommendation. Okay, which plan should I get? I'm interested in your product or I'm interested in starting a podcast. Um, you know, should it be a guest podcast? Um, I have the topics finalized, but now I want to see how long it should be, how often I should post. And so that would be the difference between, okay, these are top of the funnel ideas, for answering questions customers have at the top of the funnel versus customers who are really late stage or about to buy. How do you do that? And then the final thing would be once they've actually bought How do I get them to to stay engaged, give me feedback, and then refer other people to us? And then there you can do a wide range of things around contests to incentivize people to, you know, they can get a shirt or they can get some Amazon gift card or they can get some more product if they share it and like the product or if they give you feedback. And so I think um, it all comes back to what questions do people have across the funnel? And then from there, it's about what type of content can I create to help them answer that question in a personalized way. So how can it better complement a blog post that's kind of a more, it's it's a great piece of content, but it kind of speaks to a lot more people. But now how can I complement that with a piece of content that's personalized to my specific use case? And then that's how I would add it, how I, how I would add it in.
0: And there's different kinds of quizzes that could be Offered, right? And, and, and especially in terms of like quizzes that can teach along the way, right? Like based on an answer, you can be like, hey, you know, this is your answer. This is where most people fit in. Here's some education. Move on to the next question, right? The, the, like that's that's a, a way to use a quiz and sort of have like an experience, right? It's not just about the final result. It's like the individual answers, right? It, it can be used in that in that capacity.
1: Yeah, I would say that's actually one of the most popular and powerful use cases. Um, So they're considered a subsection that we kind of like to call graders or assessments. And the way we look at those are, the reason why they're so powerful is that you're giving someone a score. And the example that a lot of people like to reference is the HubSpot grader. Um, So around, I think, 12 years ago, they launched a a grader for your website. And it would just scan your website and give you feedback on your SEO. And this was a free tool that they gave to everyone. But it gave you a personalized score for your specific page. But the score was just a piece of it. It would actually specify, like, these are the specific things you need to do with your tags. These are specific things you need to do with your robot text, et cetera. And this type of feedback is very powerful because you're basically giving someone what you would usually give in an initial consultation for free upfront, But you're building trust with them. So I think the concern a lot of people have, especially consultants, or if you have a course, is this is a lot of value I'm giving to people. And is this going to cannibalize my sales? But the way we like to think about it is in today's world, in 2020, there's so many different options. There's so much competition that by doing this, by giving them a lot of value up front, you are now able to build trust with them because they know you're already giving them something of value before they've even paid you. And so that's a lot more valuable than just to contact us form. And so that's kind of why these assessments and graders, which you mentioned, where you give them specific feedback for their use case and you really help them kind of like a free consultation or a free audit is, is very powerful. And it can really help build that trust and your call schedule, like the likelihood of them scheduling a call, giving you their information and actually interested to work with you is much higher now that you've already helped them
0: for free. That's great. I love the idea of of thinking of these quizzes more as an assessment versus like, how much do you know about something? It's like, hey, let's see where you're at now. And then based on their answer or their grade, because you can weight different questions differently, right? Or, or you put scores to different answers. You can go, hey, if you fit into this category, this is the recommendation. If you fit into this category, here's what I recommend you do. I remember that HubSpot SEO website audit grader and, and, and the audit process. It's like a free tool. Like, hey, like, let's see where your website is at. And I remember taking that and it was highly valuable. And then I wanted to take action because I kind of knew what, I needed to do, which was really cool. I, I've experienced something similar through a person, a, a leader who has been on the show before. His name is Michael Hyatt. He used to promote a course called Best Year Ever. And in fact, part of his launch strategy was to have people take a quiz. And I, I don't remember what software he used or or if it was just internal, but that's why I love Outgrow, because you can just build it on your own. But he would ask you questions about different aspects of your life. And then at the end, he would say, hey, these are the areas of your life that you need to work on for the next year come join me in my course so that I can help you with them. And it was just much more personalized of an experience. And I think we all have the capability to do that, which is is really cool. So in terms of types of questions, Randy, in terms of like, I know there's like scalers, there's like multiple choice questions. These are all predetermined answers to help us define where a person could go next, right? Not necessarily a survey, right? There's a big difference there, I think, right?
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting because we started out as a calculator and quiz tool builder. And then over time, we had to add a wide range of things based on the customer feedback we had over the years. And so now we have chatbots and, and e-commerce recommendation engines as well. And but, so the types of questions will vary based on the specific tool you're building. So an, an example of a grader might just be a link. The input is just a link to your site. And then, or a link to your blog or something. And then you run analysis using some sort of API that gives you the information. So the actual question type is very basic and simple. But then there are many other types of question types. So a popular one would be a rank. So rank the importance of these five things to you. So if if let's say, you know, health is important for the example you mentioned about the year, you know, what do you want to do for the year? If your number one focus is health or fitness or or diet or whatever, it might be that now you have a ranked score for them. So ranks, uh, ranking can be very informative. You can have free text input as well, um, but then you want to uh, figure out what logic you're going to use. So for example, if I have a free text input question and someone's going to say, you want to say, okay, how do I? What are the main keywords they're going to be using, and then how can I set up logic so that I can flow them intelligently to the right next question?
0: Oh, you can create keyword-based sort of logic from even open-ended answers. Yeah, so you can wow. basically
1: say you can basically say if this text contains this type of phrase or this type of phrase, and then you can kind of move from there. Um, and that is something that that is useful, but. I think a good way that we've seen, like the best use case for this is to have an initial question, okay? And then once they've answered that question, you send them to a, you kind of have a logic jump you send them to the next question and then you ask for text feedback. And that text input is used for your own information. And this way they can, even if they have typos or errors or things that are hard for your logic to fully understand, you've already, you already know the keyword they're in. And you've put them, but you still get the full text answer they've written. So if you want them to write maybe a few sentences and it's hard to, you know, you're scared of there being a typo or some issue where they're, they write something you didn't think of and you don't have a, a logic flow for that, then you can do that as well. But the, the number of question types can vary significantly from, you know, the traditional rating to the ranks, to the, this kind of logic jump I mentioned, to a link to, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's probably 20 different.
0: And, and, and there's like calculators, right, which are, which are very useful too. I have a friend, his name is Todd, who has a website at Financial Mentor. And he had to, uh, to build his own calculators for things like, you know, a retirement calculator and all these other things, which has logic built in and then an assessment and then sort of next recommendations, right, in terms of like, okay, well, here's how much money you need to save every month from now until you retire and, and whatnot. And, and you have those capabilities built into Outgrow too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of pre-made content. So retirement and mortgage and and um, long insurance type co- examples are so popular in real estate that we have a lot of pre-made content that you can kind of pick and choose from, and then you can tweak it. But yeah, I think the challenge that people have with calculators is the math part. Um, sometimes the, you know, a refinancing a mortgage can get complicated depending on the interest structure of these mortgages. And so what we've tried to do is basically say okay we're going to have pre-made content that has that basically has it all for you and then if you have a very like a custom a custom loan structure or you want to have some sort of exotic derivative kind of financial calculator then then you and you're not like a, a financial math expert then you can work with us and we can help you with that um, since we've done so many of them but calculators don't have to be you, you don't need a phd in math to do to make most calculators but if you are doing something that's complicated, we do recommend either working with someone, if you're using Outgrow, obviously working with someone on our team and we can help you with the math, or just working with, you can get a, a math expert as a, as a consultant to help you with it. Either way, um, I think you can still build something really powerful and basically walk people through the ROI of using your tool, how much time they save. In their sales processes, after they've gotten a consultant from a consultation from you, or after they've taken your course, or after they've used your software, these types of numerical outputs can really help people better understand the value you drive der- you for their
0: business. I mean, I'm just getting a ton of ideas. Like, we're running a workshop pretty soon here. Probably will have already happened after this call, but it's about podcast advertising, and it would be really, really cool to build a calculator have people go, okay, well, how many podcast listeners do you get? Boom, 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 boom. right? Like, how big is your email list? Boom, boom, boom. They put their, like, all these numbers in there. And then I can use some just quick algorithms or math to go, okay, well, based on those numbers, you could expect that a sponsor would pay you this much money per month for how many episodes you'd be willing to, to share. You know, even even within there, like, are you willing to do a mid-roll podcast ad, which would give you a little bit more money because it's in the middle of the podcast. And if not, then that would remove how much money you can make, like just a little bit of math and a little bit of thought. Like how valuable would that be for my, like I need to be doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree 100%. I think podcast advertising is one of the fields where you just, because you remember how earlier we talked about how, how you can help answer the questions your audience has. And the people who are creating podcasts you're 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 obviously selling to your audience um, making sure they're driving value but you're also if you're selling ads as well they're also you know a key stakeholder and the questions they're always going to have is going to be like podcast analytics are still young it's not where facebook and google advertising is and i don't have the metrics or analysis i have and so it's not a bidding system you know for most podcast ads it's a preset price right and how do i know that the price i'm charging is fair because you don't want to overcharge your advertiser and you don't want to undercharge them you want to give them a fair price where they can still find value but you're also getting fairly compensated and with a model that you're talking about with a calculator where you can kind of walk people through the variables which is mid-roll or entry or end end of end of podcast a length of the ad relative to length of podcast number of listeners and the number of ads some people have three ads or versus one ad some people have a coupon and an offering and that might also increase your take rate you have a special coupon or offer. And so if you can come up with approximants, obviously it's not going to be exact, but if you come up with an approximation and give people a range, now people can say, okay, let's start off with our advertisers charging them at the bottom of this range. And you can kind of become the de facto kind of like agreed upon calculator. If it's really good, once it gets really good, then any podcaster who's working with a sponsor can use it and say, Hey, this is the Flynn advertising metric and he's saying that I should charge X. Over time, as you optimize it, I think it can become a standard for how people do it because now I don't think it's very mathematical. I think it's more... um,
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I have access to a lot of podcast companies who do this kind of stuff. I can get actual numbers to put in there. And I mean, my brain is just spinning right now. I apologize, (laughs) but this is a podcast advertising calculator. It makes complete sense. I mean, that, that becomes almost an SEO play as well, right? It becomes an authority play. It becomes a industry connector play, right? Hey, I have the number one calculator and advertising company. Can we work together? And perhaps I can put you in as a possibility for a, you know, middleman company to help these people who go through here. Or I, I might have, and I do have a podcast course that I can go, hey, by the way, okay, now you know how much you can make, but you might need to want you you might need to know how to find these advertisers. So, you know, here's my course you can understand how to do that. Or here's my YouTube video about how to do that, or however you want to structure it. Like that, like can you all hear how just that one idea alone sparked all these possibilities? And I I really love that question for you. Let's say I have this podcast advertising calculator or whatever calculator anybody thinks of. I know that you can integrate with different email service providers and other services. So this this also becomes an email list play right like a like email list growth play which I know is a a primary reason why a lot of people use outgrow hence the word grow but at what point does it make sense to ask for the email during this quiz process is it hey send me your email then you get access or is it you take the quiz and then in order to get the results then give me your email or like what's the best strategy there yeah
1: so this is a really really interesting question and um so I think there's a, there's a, there's many different factors that play into where to put this. It's basically a, a calculator in and of itself. Like how do you figure out where the right place to put the lead the lead gen form? Right,
0: like the opt-in area.
1: Right, exactly. And I think what we've seen is kind of very significantly. And I think it really it's really important to first determine the type of content you're creating. Right. So a mobile app cost calculator is a very informative piece of content, and so. You usually what we would recommend people do is they put the lead gen form right before the result. You ask them a set of questions. Ideally, uh, for a mobile app cost calculator, you'd probably want to put eight to 12. So you don't want to get too long, but if you want to give them like a, a reasonable estimate of a cost of a mobile app, you want to put it um, you want to put eight to 12 questions and then before the result you'd put the, the lead gen form and then you, you'd show the result. That's kind of the, the standard way to do it if you're doing a podcast advertising piece of content, that's also the result is so valuable that you can gate the result and put the lead form right before the result. But there are a few areas where you can put the lead form in different areas and you can segment the lead form into two pieces. For example, if you're running an ad and you want to get the email early, you can put the email earlier up into the questions and then ask for phone number towards the end if you're trying to schedule a scheduled call. So there are different tricks that you can do. And um, we generally uh, recommend, especially when you're doing ads, because you know people are on their phone and if you have a longer piece of content, you do want to have some sort of acquisition earlier on. And of course, you can do the retargeting pixel and still have them on your retargeting channels. But we do like to get the email earlier on on ads and then the phone number late. If you're doing a phone number or schedule a call or some people even charge for the PDF report, like you can have like an overview of the result and then charge for the PDF report. That's obviously done at the end. So you get the overview of the result, but then if you want to get the PDF detailed report, you know you have to pay a fee, uh, and so those those things will be done. Then. So I think those are a few things to, to take into account, and then the value of, that you're that you're giving them. If it's a fun thing like like the Disney character thing, then you would put it on after the res, on the results page, and lead gen won't be like the key component. You then would try to get them on retargeting, and then you would do that. But I think the email piece you mentioned is very important. So once you get the email. Then you wanna make sure that automatically syncs with your convert kit or whatever email tool you use. And you're not just sending them the email information. You wanna send other information about the person so that your person, your, your email flow isn't the same email flow. Like if someone comes in and says, Hey, I already have a podcast and I need you to help me figure out how do I upgrade my equipment. Ideally, you would have a personalized email for that segment of people that answer the question in that way. That doesn't kind of go through, like, how do I start a podcast, but goes through, how do I grow a podcast or some other segment? And so those types of segments are useful and I think are very powerful.
0: Can you help me justify the idea? Once again, maybe, maybe this is just me, but I, I know there's going to be people in my audience who are a little bit worried of having people go through a quiz and then, and then eventually going, hey, and before I give you the results, you got to give me your email. How do you position that so that a person's more comfortable giving an email and a person conducting the quiz or hosting the quiz is not going to get backlash for essentially like a click and bait type of scenario or, you know, that that, that 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 I know is something that I've been worried about, too. Is like, hey, let me let me have you spend five minutes answering this thing, but then I'm not even going to give you the results yet unless you give me the email. How do you how do you justify that?
1: Yeah. So I think it all comes back to the value you're providing. Um, and so if you're usually giving something that you chart, like, like a, an assessment or, uh, that you, people usually would charge for like a consultation to go through your blog or to go through your email marketing channel uh, plan and give you an, a recommendation of how you can be better. So I think that alone is super valuable that you're giving them something of value. So if that's the case, you're giving them a lot of value, then asking just for their email that something you usually charge is not a big deal. But there are a few things that we we, we like to, to mention. One is how you actually position this email and how much fields you ask for, right? So if you're only asking for name and email, that's not a huge ask if you're going to give them something of value. Now, if you want to get phone number or if you're doing a direct mail campaign, you want to get address, then that's a different question. And usually you would not, I would segment then. I would put name and email and then I would put an address or if you're doing a direct mail or a phone number, et cetera, later. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, the, the lead gen form doesn't have to appear as a question. What you can do is you can have the lead gen form appear over the results, kind of faint out the results and show them, oh, there's a lot of results in the background. Like there's a lot of value you're going to get here. There's a lot of information. Let me give you this, give us your email and you can see all this detail. And then the last thing I would say is during the content piece, right? For people who want to, like, who are really afraid of this kind of backlash, during the content piece, you can give feedback. So ask people answer questions, you know, let's say you're answering first question. Okay. I I'm at, you know, my podcast currently is eight minutes long or 12 minutes long and I'm doing, I'm doing it once a month. So your first feedback could be like, Oh, maybe you should try doing it more regular. And you can have a specific explanation after the first page. It's like, you know, people who subscribe to your, to your podcast, you know, you probably want to do it more than once a month because you're just doing a small bite-sized 12-minute piece of content. People can consume that a lot more than once a month if you want to engage your audience. You can give that something of value right away. And so as they go through the piece of content, they've already started to build trust with you because you're giving them something of value. And then at the end, you can give them kind of a much more detailed, powerful thing. And if it's legitimate, when they give their email, they're much more likely to share it. And so that's that's kind of you know the, the the reason why I smiled when you were talking about the um, podcast advertising example is because the venture the, the mobile app cost calculator for that venture pack uh, that we did a way back was so powerful that it, it was the results would show you like a map and it would show you how the price would change by geography and how the price varied by feature and so you could see if you change this feature while well, price would go down a lot and if I if I started out with my first version and I built it in this geography, I can get, a you know, a a developer with a lower cost of living, and then they can give me a good rate that's within my budget as a new startup. That became a standard. And so people would share it on forums and groups and email lists because it helped them start something. And people didn't know much about mobile apps, you know, eight years ago. And so now it became, it became a kind of a standard. And so this could be similar for podcast advertising, and in those cases, you're giving so much value that I think it's okay to ask for email. And that mobile app cost calculator email was asked right before the result. And we even asked them to share someone else who would benefit from this. So you share your email and then who else do you think could benefit from it? And that's an optional field, but that could be something of value, uh, value. If you're really giving them something so useful, you can say, hey, this is useful. Give us your email and then say, is there someone else you might want to recommend?
0: I like that a lot. A number of things I want to ask and unpack there the idea of educating as a person's going through the quiz is really intriguing to me. Because now, like you said, you're giving value. It almost means asking for an email. It's like, yeah, you've already given so much. Like, of course. Right now I want more because you've sort of proven yourself. And I like, for my specific example with this podcast quiz one, it's like, as a person's answering, you know, how many Listeners they have, I can go hey, hey, and here's how we're calculating what the final result will be. It's based on the number of listeners, which is what advertisers look for, and typically it's based on a CPM model. And I can essentially, you know, teach along the way and go and, and then you know, flip to the next question where where you know you tell me a little bit more about your show, which can potentially increase the amount that you get based on the size of your email So click to the next one, and now it's like wow, it's almost like. It's kind of like a blog post or, or or a YouTube video, but it's interactive. Like you said, it's like you know, it's and it's personalized, and I love that. And so, by the time I'm at the end, and and I don't like, can you tell me, can I put every individual person's answer slash recommendation from each of the individual individual questions from the quiz in a essentially a wrap up email that that gets sent over? Yes, like just kind of a hey, and you know, put your email in here. I'll put all the results in it for you. And send it to you right away. That's possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the default actually. That what people would do with is the default would be to say on the on the you have a results page, and then um, as I said, you could have the PDF extra if you want to have a more detailed report that you can give for free or you can charge for, and then you can send the email. And the default would be in the email uh, would be to give them an overview. So if it's if it's twelve questions, you can either or eight questions, you can give them all eight questions, or you can just give them the result and the overview of the takeaways and maybe the key questions, it just depends on how long it is. And I would say the average for questions is going to be, so eight to 12 is for the very detailed one, right? And then the the, simple kind of piece of content would be four to eight. So those are the kind of ranges that we see for, depending on if you're doing something that's, a pretty pretty powerful recommendation. Um, like you really want to recommend like which car you should buy. That's that's going to be probably you know at least eight. And then if you're doing something simple, then it might be uh, like a you know which shirt should you get. You can have like a few you know three three to eight even.
0: Because I'm imagining a person going through this podcast advertising quiz, and they send in their email to get the result. Like they they get the results you know there on the screen, but also I could send them an email sort of summary. And then in the email I could even say like, Hey Jim thanks for taking the podcasting advertising quiz, your podcast, the Jim Flynn show. Here is your uh, data for the Jim Flynn show. And it can even be personalized and say, based on your numbers, which you said you get 10,000 to 12,000 listeners a month. We can calculate that this is how much you will receive. However, since you have an email list of, and then it dynamically inserts their answer, a thousand, we can include an additional, you know, $500 a month for that. So, you could be looking at and like that, like it can almost feel like it's a real person writing it, but it's all machine, right?
1: Right, it could be fully personalized, exactly. And and the one thing that's really cool in this case with the podcast advertising, I just got an idea, is that people who are doing podcasts, they don't generally have brochures or like the early stage ones. When when, Yeah, like they don't have like a PR deck or a kit that they sent for for press or for uh, advertisers. And so if, like this could be something you could charge for, but I'm just giving this, saying this as a, as a thing. If on, in the email, you have an attachment being like, Hey, we have all your information and we automatically created this kind of deck that you can share with advertisers. And so now they have a deck that when they send it to advertisers, like, Hey, this is a third party, you know, Pat Flynn or smart passive income or right. That validated that, that gave us, that created this form, this kind of PDF. And now they send it to 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 a potential brand that's trying to advertise on their podcast. And the band's like, oh, okay, I see all the metrics. Uh, you know, I see a chart or, you know, and then I, I can see some information and you can make it look good. And now they have a marketing asset that they can share. So that's another example where Whoa. you're really adding value. Dude,
0: my mind is exploding. I'm also getting a little overwhelmed. I'm, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to probably insert myself in the brains of my audience right now. It's like, this is really exciting. This, this sounds like, one of those new things that I could get behind because we already have a lot of things to do and I could see the value it's just like where do I where do I start and how do I make this simple and and I, I know we're talking and getting excited about like how cool and extra this can be and how you know it's starting to feel a little complicated but it doesn't have to be complicated right at the start right like you can start simple and you can grow from there right I agree 100 percent
1: yeah I think there are so many ideas and, you know, in marketing, if you work with a market, you know, you speak to the marketing agency or speak to someone in marketing, you speak to creatives or you speak to an entrepreneur like yourself, like you're going to easily come up with so many ideas because that's the natural, the natural way we we do things. Entrepreneurs are, are creative, creators, are, you know, have ideas. The key thing though is to think about, you know, where do you, where do you start? And I think there are two kind of main ways we've seen people approach how to begin. The first is one way is to say, we're going to go in. And do one piece of content that we love, and we're gonna do it well. But we're gonna—it's gonna be a, a pretty powerful piece, you know, like the video advertising, like mobile app cost calculator. That's one piece, but that's—it's gonna be some work to get the math right, to get the formulas right, to get the results really to be useful. That people are gonna share it on forums on their own. So that's one path that usually people are like think they, the idea is so clear to them like it's gonna be a security assessment. We're a security consulting firm. We're doing a security assessment, and it's gonna be like a legit security assessment. So that's one path. The other path is to say we're gonna start off with something simple. Uh, maybe an exit intent piece on a blog post, or maybe a, a compliment to one of our top blog posts, we're gonna create a compliment piece that just says, okay, this is a blog post on you know seven things you should know if you're starting a podcast. Okay, all we're going to do is we're going to make this into an assessment. You know, how much, which of these, like, of these seven things, like how, which of them are you already doing and which of them are you not? And then, uh, and then we can give you a score. So it's going to be a simple assessment. You're going to ask the questions you already have in your blog post, and you're going to put that either at the end of the blog post, as an exit intent, as a time pop-up, whatever works for you, or even just as a chat embed using, using a chat bot. And it's going to be very simple. It's going to take me, I already have the blog piece uh, done, so probably it's going to be live on my site in an hour. Um, unless the design needs to double check, uh, you know your branding guidelines. But then, then that's a very easy use case, and that's the one where people tend to gravitate towards if they don't have that kind of home run idea. So that's, I think, the best way to start if you don't have like, oh, I'm gonna do the full website grader or the full one, uh, mobile app cost And that's really easy because you already have the blog post. You're just adding, you're just taking that all the content you already have and just, you know, taking it into a piece. So that's, I think, the best way to start.
0: So look at your analytics, maybe see what your most popular post is. And then you can just add an assessment or an audit uh, or some sort of quiz on top of that to really enhance that post and uh, in, in, in the value, but also to help you build your email list too. I know a lot of people who their primary email building strategy are, are these quizzes and calculators, which is, which is really neat. I also love what you said earlier about like how... I didn't even consider this. Like my podcast, my quote unquote podcast advertising calculator could become like the industry standard. And what an authority play that is to say, you know, oh yeah, like I am, you know, a podcaster, I teach podcasting, but I also have, you know, this podcasting calculator and it is the industry standard for, I mean, wow, what kind of picture does that paint about my influence in the podcasting space? Like that's pretty cool. And we all have the ability to create and and make this, not make it up because that makes it feel like it's like from thin air but it's not but you can create your own assessments and scorings and other things for your space and and you know it's very similar to how I know a lot of people write books on Amazon because it is an authority play this this might even be easier than writing a book to to do something similar
1: yeah i agree i agree i think there is a lot of power i would say one thing though that i think is very important some people come and they're like oh i want to be I want to build like something very powerful, like kind of this podcast advertising or want have an authority play, and they try to do it in fifteen minutes without really thinking through the math. And the problem is if the results aren't accurate or you haven't put enough research into the results to think through, okay, well, you know, this is the CPM, uh, but let's also think through, you know, the, the click-through rate. And let's also think through the average revenue per lead or the customer lifetime value for the, cus- the types of brands we're targeting. And, and then let's think through what CAC, what cost of acquisition they would be willing to spend. If you don't really think through this and you try to, you, you, you don't kind of have that analyzed, then it's not going to be as useful, right? So the, the usual thing we would say is if you don't have all the metrics, And then let's say you only know podcasts in finance, right? Then that can be a place to start. Start with finance podcasts. But if you have like a podcast advertising and you try to, and you you don't have any industry segmentation and and people who are the finance guys might take it and be like, oh, uh, well, my finance podcast, I can charge a lot more because these people are going to get a credit card and credit cards, customer lifetime value is much higher. And so I think it's very important to either put a, the estimation at the end on the results uh, bef- until you get the data by, the, by industry. And then so once you have data by industry, and this is specific to your use case, um, then it can be a lot more useful. And a good place to start would be to look at YouTube because YouTube a lot of, already has a lot of these numbers. The CPM will vary on YouTube based on the type of YouTuber. You know, if they have finance content or or they have, have just fun, engaging, consumer-related content and the CPMs vary. And so I think those are things, if you have that industry segmentation and that's impacting the math and you show them the numbers at the end um, and you and really put thought into it and you get information from a lot of podcasters, that is when you have something that can really be used, that someone will actually forward like to other podcasters. Yeah, you want something that just organically people would share with each other. That when that's when you have it. Once you've actually done the work, so there's a lot of times you'll we'll see people who come and they want to do something in five, 10 minutes and not really think through the math. And then it's just not likely for it to become the standard when the the result isn't spot on, close to spot on. Like people look at it and be like, oh, actually that does make sense. Like that's what the result, that's the reaction you want to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen these these calculators. It's like you go online and you're like, what is you know. Such celebrity, what like what, what is that YouTuber's worth? Like, what's their net worth? And it's like, no, nah, I don't know if that's true. It's just like pulling random numbers, and it's it's you know it's 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 not very valuable. On YouTube, it's interesting because I know I've done some research on CPMS based on different YouTubers and different channels. A lot of it has to do with where your listeners and viewers are. That's true as well, right? So if I could somehow, you know, after maybe I I have some industry friends who can share with me their data and i can start to extrapolate and create some some sort of algorithms there you know this is again sounding a little bit complicated but i think that this is we're talking about here like a pillar quiz versus like a like a supporting quiz or a supplemental quiz for some other stuff that you might have which is still valuable too so man so many possibilities which which is which is great can a person before we move on to our final bit here can a person have the email thing be skipped but still give the results like you can make an optional
1: yes you can do that. yes you can have a skip button um, and, and there's a wide range of things you can do like some people to, to be clear you can use it to your existing email list you can within a convert kit or any uh, most email tools you can within the email tool you can put a piece of content on the within the email tool and the first question will appear inside of the email and they can answer the question and so then you would you don't want to ask them for their email cuz you already have it you want to you're you're doing a segmentation thing or you're trying to doing a schedule call thing or or a payment for a PDF type thing, in that case, you you wouldn't even have an email form. You'll just automatically pass the email from ConvertKit to Algirio and then back to ConvertKit and um, to qualify and segment the lead. So emails isn't even required if you're if you have the email and you're trying to schedule a call. But if you don't have the email, what usually people do is they'll is if they're putting a skip button, they put a Facebook or Google Analytics retargeting pixel, and then they uh, then they can retarget uh, and you can kind of have a custom pixel and say okay people who reach the results page, and then you can just retarget them on Facebook. That's what actually most people do. If their email, if the email form in the email, uh, the lead gen form is on the results page, then um, you'll put a retargeting pixel and you can customize it saying, okay, for people who reach this far, I want this because you don't have their email. So you can do a lot of cool things there. But yeah, skip is totally fine. You can do that.
0: That is super powerful. And I love the idea of putting a quiz for your existing email subscribers just right in the email itself. Uh, at least for the first question and then that would take them to the quiz page or or lightbox or module or whatever. Like I can imagine a subject line being so powerful because it's very value driven like what's your podcast advertising score or you know how much does your podcast or what how much money could your potential your podcast potentially earn. You know, so it's very giving. That that, that that's why I love this quiz idea. It's 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 instead of just asking for an email up front, you're actually forced to think okay, well what could I ask or give or serve my audience with in terms of a quiz or a calculator that would already, in by default, provide value and thus earn better email subscribers. I, w- I, w- I would imagine more, more quality email subscribers, too, who are ready to take that next step with you if you give them the results and sort of what's missing or what the next steps might be. So, dude, this is, this is so amazing. I also noticed on your website, outgrow.co, and by the way, there's an affiliate link if you want to go through and check out Outgrow. I'm definitely and hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll have some quizzes from my own that you could see on the page. If not, there will be very close to being done because we've been working for a while. It's been continually getting distracted. But uh, I promise you, this is something that my team and I are so excited about. But if you go to smartpassiveincome.com outgrow, you'll see an affiliate link there and it'll it'll take you to a page with some more info. I'd see on your website, you have an idea generator. It seems to be that that's a big sort of struggle for a lot of people who want to get into quizzes. It's just like, I need some ideas. Tell us about this idea generator, what people can look forward to there? And just where else what, might we get inspiration for what we could create quizzes and calculators and assessments about?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, we basically, yeah, the idea generator is based on ideas that we uh, across industries. So we look at the industry uh, kind of that you're in. And then based on that, we kind of say, okay, well, these are the these are the types of content people create for top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and, and bottom of the funnel. And so that's kind of the the idea behind the Idea Generator. And the, the way people come up with ideas sometimes is just asking your support and sales team because the sales team are interacting with customers all the time and they know. And so what we say is, which of the answers does your sales team give? That is, it depends, right? If it's the same answer to everyone, Right, then it's not you don't need a calculator for that because you're giving the same answer. Number. But if the answer is, it depends based on you know the number of users you have, or it depends based on you know your size, or how you know if you already have a podcast or you've already launched, um, etc. That's when it's that's when it's a perfect example. So your sales team and your support team already have all these ideas. They, they already know it. They probably have templates that they've written, that they've already written for types of questions, which are more difficult. So you can take that and be like, oh, everyone's asking our salespeople, how much does this cost, right? For a mobile app, or how much, which course should I buy? Uh, you have a course, let's say, on, on writing a book. Well, if you can ask someone, oh, do you have an idea for a book? Okay, have you started writing the book? And then you can kind of guide them through which course makes sense based on where they are in their flow and what needs and challenges they face. And so those are the types of things we really like to focus on are the are the questions you are already receiving. And then you know how you can help someone.
0: Dude, that's a perfect answer and a perfect way to end. And, and again, for anybody who wants to check out Outgrow, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash outgrow. And uh, you can join me in you know creating quizzes that are very engaging and can hopefully serve our audiences better and we can do that together so uh, Randy where where else can people go or what else do you want people to know before we go
1: sure yeah Um, so one thing I would like to mention also is that once when they go to the the affiliate link smartpassiveincome.com forward slash outgrow we can give them an extended free trial so that they get uh, extra time to really make sure they like they understand the tool and, and have something that they they can build that they would like to share with their audience and then another thing I like to also stress on is if they're not. If you're not mathematically savvy or you don't know how to build the logic, I strongly recommend using uh, using our chat on the bottom right um, and just ask us questions. And we're basically there all day uh, for, for during weekdays and, uh, and U.S. time on weekends. And we're basically always there. So you can ask us questions and we're, we'd love to help you, guide you through some of the harder logic or math questions if you're trying to build something uh, a bit more complicated. And we'd, we'd love to help. So those would be the, the two main things.
0: That's awesome. Dude, Randy, thank you so much. Thanks to Outgrow. And I look forward to uh, using more of the tool and hopefully other people who are listening to this using it as well. Take care, Randy. We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Have a good one.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Randy. And now you're likely like me. You got the wheels turning. You're excited about potentially getting started. Now, like anything, if you know you have some other stuff you need to do, like don't get distracted because this could be one of those bright, shiny lights easily. However, if you dive into it, you'll see that this has the potential to just massively change the game for you and how you bring people in. Some of my own students are using quizzes now to help bring people into their ecosystem, especially if you have different products or different kinds of offerings or different kinds of avatars or buckets in your audience. Depending on their answer, you can send them in different ways. You can give them a much more personalized experience and you can have them keep coming back, have them keep interacting with you, have them purchase, become super fans, et cetera. So if you wanna check out this tool, Randy, thank you again for coming on and just dropping so much knowledge. I appreciate you and the entire Outgrow team. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash outgrow, you'll see the tool that is my affiliate link. So I do get a commission and a cutback if you uh, do go through that link and make a purchase. And that is at no extra cost to you. And if you have any questions about this tool, let me know. Or hook me up on at Pat Flynn on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know that you got inspired by this. And especially if you've created a quiz, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. I wanna check it out. I wanna share it. I wanna see them all. If I get too many, I won't be able to share them all. But like if you are some of the first, then absolutely, I'd be more than happy to do that. If you're doing a quiz thing, let me know at Pat Flynn on Instagram or Twitter. And again, here's that affiliate link one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash outgrow. It's time to outgrow your competition, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for listening in today. The show notes for this episode are available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 439. And as always, Team Flynn, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Peace out in Team Flynn for the win. Cheers.